in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. The fast-moving wildfires in the Texas Panhandle have turned deadly. An 83-year-old woman was found dead inside her home. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. The fires have now burned an area roughly five times as a city of Austin. Homeowners are getting their first glimpse of the damage the massive wildfire has left behind. The largest is the Smokehouse Creek Fire that's northeast of the city of Amarillo. It has now burned 850,000 acres and is only 3% contained. NBC's Candace Sweat reports on the aftermath. This is all that's left of the Murray family house. Friends have offered places to lay their heads as they begin to figure out what's next. Their, their trailer to us to stay in whenever. Galissa Murray's grandfather made this swing. It survived the fires. The house that she and her husband Richard made into a home did not. This is the only pair of pants I've got and this is the only shirt I've got. The Murrays are among many families within hundreds of thousands of acres impacted by the Smokehouse Creek fire. Everything was just about over, it seemed like, because we were clear here, and the wind changed, and it instantly brought flames. Just It started burning that house our next door. Other than the swing, Richard's car repair shed is still relatively intact. The floor burned and it's just... This is what their house was uh, reduced there's to. There's nothing that you can get to. He's still grappling with the new reality. My wife was I said something about we need to get this and I said, well, there's some in the closet. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know. Neighbors are supporting one another. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry for your loss. As are surrounding cities and counties. A mutual aid agreement brought firefighters from surrounding areas, including DFW. The Fort Worth Fire Department deployed teams early Tuesday. So we've got 15 of, of, of our firefighters that are either in the middle of battling the blaze right now up in the panhandle at the Smokehouse Creek Fire, um, or they're in transit right now to go up there and, and lend a helping hand to our Texas neighbors. For the Murrays, the 10 acres where they raised their daughters and invested in business destroyed in just a few hours. We don't know what to do yet. We really don't. There's, so there's no words really. Others are doing what they can, however, they can't do much. At least one rancher in Hart, Texas, took to Facebook offering his land up for anyone who safely evacuated livestock. I think people are a little lost right now and trying to make a plan, uh, try to see where their current situation is today and see where all their cattle are. And I'm sure late today, tomorrow, and days coming, people are really going to start trying to execute a plan. That rancher says he has 3,000 acres of land and feed to give while his neighbors figure out what they can do next. Going in depth here, this Smokehouse Creek fire burning in the Panhandle is now the second largest wildfire recorded in the state's history. The largest fire burned in this same area back in 2006. That left 12 people dead and burned more than 900,000 acres. At 850,000 acres, the Smokehouse Creek fire is right behind it. At number two, the third largest fire recorded in Texas took place in 1988 with the Big Country fire burning 366,000 acres across five counties. To put all this into perspective, all of Austin is about 174,000 acres. 
as you mentioned, mm. Sally, about five times the size of Austin so far. That puts it in perspective into exactly what they're dealing with over there. And Kristen, is any of that smoke or any of that dry weather going to affect us over here? We had some of the smoke yesterday, yeah. but no longer going to be in our okay. forecast here because those winds are on the lighter side here. So let me show you what our fire danger looks like now because the wildfire danger today is in fact lower than what we had yesterday. Why? The winds have been significantly lighter today compared to the 30 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts we were tracking yesterday morning at this time. Uh, and the good news is we've got a little bit of rain on the way for some today. Even rain up in the panhandle where we need it most. That's what's going to be the best news out of any forecast today. At the moment, just some very light rain showers trying to get together in the hill country. They're going to have a hard time. It's not super wet out there, but a few sprinkles giving way to a few hundredths of an inch, maybe a couple tenths of an inch. That's going to be in our forecast today, but these these showers are pretty spread out. Not everybody's going to see that wet weather today. Live look outside dry for the hour here in the Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera area. This is down in southeast Austin looks northwest towards the skyline. Temperatures are cooler this morning, much, much cooler than what we've been tracking recently. 30s and 40s out there. Look at that temperature difference down about 20 to 30 degrees compared to yesterday at this time. We are going to see a quick warm up though in your weekend looks fantastic. I'll preview some of your weekend weather here in just a few minutes. If you drove on I-35 this week, you might have seen all this smoke and this was going for a while. This fire yesterday at a three story hotel in Southeast Austin could be seen from around the city. One firefighter was hurt as more than 120 firefighters spent the afternoon working to put out the flames. Some witnesses like the man that who um, took this video, the one you're seeing here, got a very close view as firefighters worked to get the fire under control. And KXN's Nabil Ramadna was at the scene as it all unfolded and shows us why this could have been much worse. Black smoke billowing from a Southeast Austin hotel. The smoke could be seen from all around Austin. The location, the Casulo Hotel. Ryan Paglanawan ran towards the fire, thinking it might be the hotel where he was staying, but it wasn't. A good chunk of the building looked like it was on fire. But for Marcelo Pico, the fire was right next door. I was just sitting there, just drinking tea, and I saw smoke through the window, and I was worried. The smoke so thick, he could barely see anything. So I just went over there to, to see what was going on, to see if anybody needed help. Uh, luckily, the fire trucks were already there. Half the place was on fire. AFD says one building, which was under construction, collapsed. Strong winds helped spread the fire through the other building on the property. And some of the burning embers were spread to Grace Woods Apartments, where firefighters jumped into action to prevent the fire from spreading further. As for Pico, he says he's thankful for the men and women who showed up to help, especially since it could have spread even more. Quick response. Uh, thankful for that. Yeah. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. And we're told the cause of that fire is still under investigation. AFD says one firefighter was actually injured in the blaze. We have an update to a breaking news story that we brought you last week. Austin police arrested a woman suspected of stabbing a man at the in-town suites off Highway 183. That night, officers say they found 54-year-old Robert St. John dead in a hotel room. And later, investigators say they learned that 25-year-old Indira Zink stabbed and killed St. John. 
Zink is currently charged with first-degree felony murder. The newest Firefly Aerospace Facility and the impact it has on the community. We're going to take a closer look at giant rockets bound for space built right here in Central Texas. And the trial of two former Williamson County deputies over the in-custody death of Javier Ambler continues. We're looking over what happened yesterday as we hear from the producers of the reality TV show filming while it happened. Preparations are underway at the southern border as both current President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump are scheduled to visit later on today. It's going to be busy there. Trump's going to spend his time in Eagle Pass along the Rio Grande River. It's where that legal fight has ignited over the state installing barbed wire on the riverbank. Also, the buoys that are there in the water, both aimed to deter migrants from crossing into the state from outside legal ports of entry. Meanwhile, President Biden is going to be about 300 miles away in the city of Brownsville. He plans to meet with U.S. Border Patrol agents there, law enforcement, and some of the local leaders are going to meet. He'll talk about the need to pass the Senate Bipartisan Border Security Agreement as well. In a Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced that he's stepping down from the helm of the Republican conference later on this year, ending his time as the longest serving leader in Senate history. McConnell, who has served as GOP leader since 2007, made his announcement in the speech this week on the Senate floor. The 82-year-old said it's time to pass the torch on to the next generation. He also noted the toll on his family following the recent death of his sister-in-law. And this was in a car crash that happened here in Austin. McConnell has also had recent health issues, though he didn't say whether that was a factor in his decision. Texas Senator John Cornyn has emerged as McConnell's potential successor in the GOP leadership. A heads up for parents with high school seniors. The change is coming to the FAFSA form that you're going to need to fill out if you need help paying for college. Good morning, live look over downtown Austin from South Austin as we kick off this Thursday morning. Happy to have you with us on KXAN News today. From roaring engines and plumes of smoke, giant rockets bound for space and built in Central Texas. Local space transportation company Firefly Aerospace first opened in 2014. And this week, the company opened its doors on its newest facility. And KXAN's Eric Henriksen visited their rocket ranch, exploring the impact it has on our community. Hey guys, we're out in Burnett County, where Firefly Aerospace has not only doubled the size of their facilities, but their rockets as well. On a typical ranch in Burnett County, the loudest thing you'll likely hear is... But at Firefly Aerospace's Rocket Ranch, robotic machines whip carbon fiber around molds, crafting some of the biggest rockets ever built by man. Less than a year ago, much of the facilities that we toured today were dirt. Um, and now they are full-fledged manufacturing facilities ready to produce rockets and landers. And, and, and orbiting spacecraft. CEO Bill Weber says part of the reason the company chose Burnett County was to make this expansion possible. A lot of the proximity to other uh, industry and development um, here and, and local residents made this a really, really good location. The facility doesn't just build rockets, but test them as well. Doing so has required them to take extra steps to ensure the community doesn't panic. But let's face it, rockets make noise. And, um, and so we want to make sure the community understands it's not sustaining noise and, and disruption, but when a rocket engine fires, you're going to hear it and you're going to know it. 
with their latest expansion, new test firing sites that can handle the company's new larger rocket, the medium launch vehicle. That one is nearly double the size of their original rocket. There's a lot that you do in terms of sound abatement and uh, just design of the stand itself. If you take those steps and you do it the right way, you can neutralize a lot of that increase in noise. Weber says working with the community is essential moving forward, not just to build rockets, but to soar beyond the stars. And later this year, Firefly Aerospace will be taking a big leap into space, launching a lunar lander to the moon. In Vernon County, Eric Henriksen, KXAN News. Such cool video that he got there, you too. You know we're going to be covering that. Local company <laughs> oh, yeah. sending something to the moon. I'll, and, you know, I, I understand the noise, but mm -hmm. yeah. when you hear it, how cool is it that you could say, oh, it's just the rocket going? Yeah. You Don't know? worry about that. That's like, just a rocket heading to space. Yes. People come to visit, and they're like, <laughs> we're just going to the moon over there. Yeah. I think your tolerance will probably depend on just how close you live. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's Maybe true. if you live close, you can get, like, a, a, a good view of it. Maybe yeah. there's some kind of deal you can work yeah, out with absolutely. them. Absolutely. It's a teachable moment, right? <laughs> Let me show you what's going on outside this morning because we do have some spots of very light rain trying to move into the hill country. Today is going to be a gray and cool day from start to finish with intermittent spots of sprinkles. That's kind of the trend here. The rainfall potential looks slightly better today than, than what we were looking at yesterday, but in general, the majority of us are still expected to stay dry. So bottom line, if you see a few raindrops, consider yourself lucky today. Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera showing me a lot of cloud cover up top. Those clouds pretty much will stay with us uh, for the entire day. Visibility looks good though. So that's the good news is these clouds are up off the ground. We don't have any widespread fog issues or visibility concerns at the moment. Your temperatures though, much colder. In fact, now we're starting to feel like February, right? 30s and 40s across the board, 47 in Austin, 45 Bastrop, even some upper 30s in the hill country. Not expecting a freeze, but certainly expecting you needing a jacket on your way out the door. 51. That's it. That's our warm up for today, which is not much. We're going to keep in a 30% chance of some spotty to scattered light rain, but the temperatures are really going to struggle today. In fact, there's going to be some of us that don't even leave the 40s, it looks like, but upper 40s, low 50s is a general bet for the afternoon numbers today. As far as where we expect our skies to be today, I'm expecting maybe a couple spots of some sun as we get into the later part of the afternoon, but only in the hill country, the majority of us. Looking at just a gray sky. Here's those spots of light rain that I'm talking about as we get into the afternoon. And you'll notice they're not everywhere. They're, they're pretty few and far between, unfortunately. But we'll take what we can get at this point because it's been a while. It's been weeks since we've been able to track some rain. So at the moment, I'm only expecting a few hundredths of an inch. I, I think best case scenario, a tenth of an inch in some spots. But this is not a washout. This is not a soaking rain. This is just a little bit of sprinkles here and there. And that's it. I would even honestly grab the umbrella. I didn't this morning walking out. I thought, you know what, this isn't going to be heavy enough to need that. Low 50s today, but look at how quickly her temperatures swing back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, this is a, a 24 hour deal. We get right back to the spring like weather tomorrow and we take it all the way into the weekend with dry skies, mostly to partly sunny conditions up top. There's likely going to be a, a storm system working north of us, though, early next week. The exact timing of when that rain comes in is still a little bit fuzzy, but at the moment, I'm thinking our next chance of rain after today is going to come in late Monday. 
Monday night into Tuesday morning. So be sure to check back in with us for updates as we get some better data moving forward. Seven-day forecast, low 50s today, low 40s tonight, 70s tomorrow. And then we jump up even with the overnight temperatures to the low 50s waking up Saturday morning. Most of the partly sunny for your weekend, highs in the 80s. We continue with the relatively nice temperatures, upper 70s to low 80s next week. But you see there's some spotty to scattered showers. We'll, of course, provide more details as we get closer. Thank you, Kristen. The White House says it is working to make your community safer. President Biden calling on Congress to invest $37 billion to support law enforcement and crime prevention. President met with several big city police chiefs earlier this week. Philadelphia's Kevin Bethel calling on the federal government to help get illegal guns off the street. And the police chief of Charlotte says his department is lacking mental health and juvenile crime. We really have to get something where we can intervene uh, at an early age. Crime is likely to be a key issue for voters in November. Former President Donald Trump has cast Democratic-run cities as havens for crime. Meantime, President Biden is pointing to the resources his administration has provided to local law enforcement. A panel of advisors with the Centers for Disease Control is recommending older adults get COVID-19 booster shots in the spring. The agency's advisory committee says that adults ages 65 and older and those who may be at risk for the most severe complications of COVID should get that booster. They say another round of the vaccine given within the next few months would offer the best protection possible ahead of another likely rise in illnesses this summer. According to the CDC, COVID cases tend to have a winter and summer wave peaking in January and in August. And that is why they say there's another round of boosters coming for them. The panel's new data shows that the COVID vaccine lowers the odds of being hospitalized by 54% in otherwise healthy people of over the age of 65 years old and older. Now it's up to the CDC director, though, to sign off on that recommendation. Dozens of employees at Expedia's North Austin office are going to be laid off. This is according to a Texas Workforce Commission WARN notice. This notice says 64 Austin employees are being let go. In a statement, a company spokesperson said this is going to be for reviewing operations this year, which could impact 1,500 jobs around the world. In that statement, the spokesperson went on to say, quote, while this review will result in the elimination of some roles, it will also allow the company to invest in core strategic areas for growth. Texas high school seniors should fill out their new financial aid form as soon as possible because doing so is going to increase their odds of getting more money for college. So parents, this is for you if you have somebody who's ready to go to college. The revamped FAFSA is the biggest update that the form has seen in decades, so it's a little different. It's meant to speed up the application process and make paying for college accessible to more families. It's been a rocky road, though, for the financial aid form this academic year, with it coming out three months late and only being accessible for certain periods of time. Now that form is available for everyone to access all day, every day. Now keep in mind the deadline, though, for the financial aid is April 15th, so be sure to get it filled out as soon as you can because many colleges award financial aid packages on a first-come, first-served basis. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Texas women trying to at least get in position to win a piece of the Big 12 championship. Had to beat Oklahoma on their home floor after losing to the Sooners in Austin when Oklahoma scored 91 on Texas. Much different story early on. Longhorn defense turning to offense. Madison Booker, the trailer, Shea Holly. Horns hold OU to 10 points in the first half, and they open up 
A 15-point lead, Booker with the jumper, but Vic Schaefer watching that lead evaporate, and Peyton Verholst with the tough shot at the buzzer, and it's a one-point game. So back come the Longhorns, second half, Booker, two over 26, 13-point Texas lead. Here comes Oklahoma again, and that is Lexi Keys. She knocks down the jumper, lead cut in half. It's a three-point game. Then it's a one-point game. Then Keys with the jumper, and Oklahoma has their first lead since very early on, but then Texas. Taylor Jones put back inside of two. Missed the free throw, but still with the lead. Then a two-point lead. Then a loose ball. Can't save it to a burn orange jersey. Instead, Nevaeh Tot comes up with it. Her shot is short. Ball tipped around, and somehow, Madison Booker is called for travel on that. So Texas, 13.4. Again, they've got to defend the Sooners, and again, they've got to get a defensive rebound, and again, they do not. Skylar Van with the miss. Ball tipped around, and Keys comes up with it again. And there's the dagger. Oklahoma takes the lead. Though, four and a half seconds to go. Women's game, you get to advance the ball in a timeout. Booker gets a good look, but she is double teamed and heartbreak for Texas. They lose it by one. Oklahoma celebrates an outright Big 12 regular season championship with that one-point win. Now the Longhorns close out the regular season at home against BYU. A win guaranteed second place and guaranteed the number two seed in the Big 12 tournament. Back to you. Wow. Okay, Roger, thank you. A showdown at the southern border. Why we could see the current president and a former president heading to Texas later on today.